0: Today is Monday, October the 3rd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I give my initial thoughts heading into Kentucky week. Obviously, guys, with no game over the weekend, we have nothing to recap or break down. But as the Gamecocks game against the Wildcats looms this weekend, I'll give you guys just some of my initial thoughts and things I'm keeping an eye on as we creep closer and closer To kick off. Also, we'll talk the opening line as South Carolina opens as road underdogs in Lexington. Guys, all that much more. We have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Red Fox. Roofing. Guys, Red Fox Roofing is a family-owned and operated residential roofing company born and raised in the Carolinas. They're proud South Carolina Gamecock fans servicing the local Columbia, Charleston, and most of the surrounding areas. They offer free inspections for storm damage, free same-day estimates for full roof replacements, and roof certifications for people getting ready to sell their homes. Also, they know how important shingle quality is when it comes to your roof. That's why they use Atlas Shingles, which is the only shingle manufacturer in the market who's partnered with 3M and has a scotch guard protection on their shingles. They offer a lifetime algae-resistant warranty that your roof will never have those ugly black streaks from Algae Build-On. When it comes to the best possible pricing, they've got you covered there as well. Red Fox Roofing is willing to be any written estimate and allows financing as well. They service every home as if it was theirs, and their retention to detail and customer service is truly what sets them apart. Guys, simply put, they always leave it better then they found it. Give them a call today at 843-364-3023. That's 843-364-3023 for all of your roofing needs. You can also find them on Facebook at Red Fox Roofing. Or if you have any questions, go to their website at redfoxroof.com. That's redfoxroof.com. Be sure to check them out and tell
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: I'm Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Happy Monday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always, and I hope this show does find you well. I hope you guys are having a fantastic start to your week here, the first full week of the month of October. It is officially spooky season for all of my fans of Halloween, but as Gamecock fans, we know it better. As Cocktober. Again, guys, hope this show does find you what I'm going to where you are, what you are doing. Very excited to chat with you all here in what is a pivotal week for Gamecocks football as South Carolina gears up for this weekend's game in Lexington against the Kentucky Wildcats. So guys, a little bit of a different Monday show here to start the week. Obviously, with no game of the weekend, we don't have anything to break down, don't have anything to really dissect or discuss. So we're really just going to shoot the shit here on a Monday. I'm just going to give you guys my thoughts, my initial feelings going into Kentucky Wheat, because I feel like right now we're at a very interesting crossroads. And on one hand, I felt like it was expected. But on the other, I'm a little surprised at how I'm feeling. More on that in just a second, folks, before we really dive into the show. A couple of quick reminders for you guys. This weekend, as you probably had seen, we were scheduled to have a watch party at Carolina Alehouse Augusta for the Gamecocks game against Kentucky. And as many of you know, I will actually be in a wedding this weekend during that football game, effectively making it where I would have been unable to attend said Event Well, after talking to the Carolina Alehouse folks, they felt like it was best for me to handle my business with the wedding to not try to swing anything doing the wedding and the watch party. So here's what we're doing, guys. There is no official watch party destination or location this weekend for the game. However, However, I highly encourage those of you who are not going to Lexington, go to your local Carolina Alehouse location. They've got tons of cold beer on tap. They've got great food. They've got plenty of TVs. Everything you need, guys, when you're trying to get out of the house and watch the Gamecocks, it is your go-to destination. So for those of you in the CSRA, all my Augusta folks, I do apologize, guys, and I promise – I will make it up to you, but again, I've got a family wedding, and my mom and my family would literally disown me if I were to skip it to host a watch party for South Carolina football. So that obviously takes priority this weekend. So, again, just wanted to let you guys know there is no official watch party this weekend at Carolina Alehouse in Augusta, Georgia, but all of the Carolina Alehouse locations, Augusta, Columbia, Somerville, downtown Greenville, Woodruff Road, Fort Mill, you name it, wherever you're at, guys, be sure. Myrtle Beach, of course. Can't forget my Myrtle Beach, folks. Be sure to head to your local Carolina Alehouse to check out the Gamecocks and watch this game Saturday night against the Kentucky Wildcats. Also, guys, very excited for this in regards to, it's more of a content initiative more than anything, but these types of things obviously excite me for obvious reasons. You guys know with every sport, or at least with football and baseball, I have done countdowns to kickoff or countdowns to opening day or just countdowns to the start of the season. For whatever reason, I had never done that with basketball, had never made it a priority until now. That is changing. You might have seen it on social media yesterday. We are officially counting down until the Gamecocks basketball season as we sit now today, just 30 days until the Lamont-Paris era officially begins at South Carolina And I'm now posting content on social media, doing our countdown videos and all that good stuff. So again, might not be a big deal to you guys, but for me in the content space, very, very excited to bring even more light to count of basketball and bring more excitement. And I feel like, you know, I sat down, I was like, you know what? This is something I can do to get people fired up. You know, I've got the ability to get people excited for basketball season or excited for whatever sport it is. And this is both for men's and women's, by the way. Obviously, the number is how many days until the Gamecocks men's team begins their season. I think the women's team actually begins uh, in 28 days. I think that's official number. But right around that number is when both of our teams will start. So, again, really excited for basketball season. Obviously, not taking anything away from football, but really pumped for the basketball season and we will officially now be counting it down on social media across all of our social media channels and stay tuned guys we might have some basketball merch dropping you never know really excited for that guys and really excited counting on the days until tip off for both the men's and the women's teams guys like I said in the beginning let's go ahead and dive in everything there's really this is probably gonna be one of the shortest shows we have of the season because with no game over the weekend, Not really anything to discuss. I know Kentucky obviously played over the weekend and lost to Ole Miss. The Wildcats now sit as the 13th ranked team in the country. And I just wanted to give you guys some of my initial thoughts on the game and where we sit right now in this season. And we'll have a lot of these same conversations next week as well, you know, as we have the bye week. And I think it will be a really good opportunity for us next week to sort of reflect on the first half and the season to that point, and obviously look ahead to what the second half may hold, and really just the state of South kind of football. And I know some of you may say, Chris, that seems a little bit aggressive, but I look at this game this weekend against Kentucky, and, you know, what's so interesting sitting here right now at this point in the season, guys, we are exactly where we all picked us to be, right? Three and two, wins over the non-conference foes, Georgia State, Charlotte, and SC State. And losses to two very high quality SEC teams at Arkansas and Georgia at home. So you would think everything would be on schedule, right? Everything would be lining up for the season to go exactly as most of us predicted seven and five, eight and four, and all of our goals are still in front of us. And again, guys, it's kind of a weird feeling because on one hand, I feel like I should feel that way. I feel like I should feel like, you know what? We're exactly where I picked us to be. So why would I be any less optimistic going into these final seven games than I expected myself to be when I made my initial picks over the summer? On the other hand, the eye test matters, right? The eye test matters and the way it has happened. Through the first five games, I'll tell you this, guys. I'm so happy that we've gotten these cupcake games out of the way, and the Gamecocks are playing a team this weekend with a pulse because you can't learn anything about your team from games against Charlotte and SC State. You know, we try to nitpick and we try to overanalyze and dive and everything. And of course, I've done that, guys. I know, but that's sort of what you have to do in games like that because you really can't draw any conclusion. This weekend's game against Kentucky, you know, I talked about it all summer. While it may not be the most important game, it is the biggest inflection point of this season. You know, I saw many predictions this preseason over the summer, what have you, that had the Gamecocks starting 3-3, 0-3 and SEC play. Heck, some even starting 3-4, 0-4 and SEC play, and then rattling off four straight SEC wins against Mizzou, vandy florida and tennessee to get to seven and five and four and four and sec play and while that's very easy to pick on paper and i understand why some folks would pick that i just think when you think about the the psyche of not just this fan base but of this football program right it's easy to sit there in the summer and say okay they'll just rattle off four straight but when you think about where this program will be mentally and, and and where everyone surrounding this program will be mentally, if you start this year three and four, oh and four in SEC play. Heck, if you start three and three, oh and three, and you lose to Kentucky, especially if you look porous doing it, right? On the gambling side of things, guys, Kentucky opens up as a 10 point favorite. I also saw 12 and a half, depending on the book, but our friend Circa Sports, which is who I normally go with, they've got the Gamecocks as a 10 point underdog, a double digit underdog going to Lexington. And I watched Kentucky over the weekend, right, guys? I watched Kentucky and I feel like they're a very, very beatable team. I think a quality football team. We'll beat the Kentucky Wildcats. We all felt like there's no way Kentucky's the seventh-best team in the country, and I think Ole Miss exposed them. But still, guys, Kentucky opens as a 10-point favorite on the gambling side of things. Guys, speaking of gambling, before we go any farther, I do want to tell you about our friends over at PrizePix because the Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends at Picks. Go down the PrizePix app or to com. When you do, use the promo code TS. U.S., you're going to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy on the market. Folks around prop, total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, automizers, or mass multi-entry. Guys, it's literally just you against The projection, Price Picks allows mixed sport entry. So, for example, you could take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes, parlay with the over on Rattler. Guys, you can do NFL, NBA, NHL, college sports, of course, which is why we all love it. Hey, MLB, the playoffs are upcoming this weekend. Go Bravos. Uh, Also, Price Picks has a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave Reviews. Guys, that's our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down with the PrizePix, have it at prizepix.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's break the bookie this football season with our friends over at PrizePix. Now, back to the commentary, guys, and you look at this game. Kentucky looks like a very beatable team. I, I, I thought Ole Miss exposed the catch. You know, I talked about this game of the summer and the, the losses they've had up front of the offensive line. I think Will Levis is an imperfect player. And, uh, you know, a lot like this series, I mean, you look, Kentucky has, has beaten you seven of the last eight. It's going to come down to physicality. It's going to come down to the battle in the trenches. It's going to come down to winning at the point of attack. That's what Kentucky has been able to do so well, winning – seven of the last eight matchups. That's what they've done in every single victory. Also, it comes down to Spencer Rattler, and he's got to play well. I said it over the summer, and I stand by it. And it may sound harsh to some of you, but if Spencer Rattler is the guy, right, if he's the dude that I thought he was, he doesn't lose to Kentucky on the road. I'll tell you this. I feel like we are at a very fragile point within this fan base and within this football program. Right. Because I called this game the greatest inflection point over the summer. And as I mentioned earlier, the reason you win this game, hey, seven and five is still on the table. Maybe even eight and four if you do something crazy. Right. You lose this game. Guys, I think you're staring down the barrel of five and seven. If you lose to Kentucky, what's your sixth win? And Missouri looks like they might be figuring things out. Gave Georgia one hell of a game. I understand college football is a week-to-week game, but that Mizzou game don't look like the kick-in that it once did. Even Vanderbilt has a quality football team or somewhat of a quality team at this point, and you got to go to Nashville. I know normally that's not a big deal, but they've got a dual-threat quarterback. you got injuries on defense. you got deficiencies on that defensive side. Who knows at this point, guys, the SEC is kind of a wide-open, wild-wild-west type of deal. Okay? But you lose to Kentucky. All of a sudden, you're staring down the barrel of five and seven. And I'll just go ahead here on this Monday and tell you guys this, guys. Because, again, I I don't know what I'm picking for this game. I really don't because on one hand, I see Kentucky and they look beatable. On the other hand, all of the history and there's so many more reasons to pick Kentucky than there is to pick South Carolina. But I can tell you this right now what I can guarantee you. If South Carolina loses to Kentucky falls to three and three Oh, and three and sec play. I am unfortunately going to have to hurt some feelings next week because I think it will be very much. So a, a come to Jesus type of moment for fans of the university of South Carolina, because there, there are many people that right now feel some type of way about this football program and, and, and and what it is, or they've got an idea of what this program is, right? And if you lose to Kentucky for the eighth time in the last nine years, if you lose to the the Kentucky Wildcats, we're going to have to sit down and have a very honest conversation about the state of this program and what it actually is. Again, I will save that commentary for... If that happens, obviously the hope is this time next week, we're talking about a huge Gamecocks win. Spencer Rattler went off and we've got high hopes and aspirations and dreams and expectations for the second half of the season. But there's a lot riding. There's a lot on the line in Lexington this weekend. Hey, opportunity to get the first SEC win on the road in the Shane Bieber era. First uh, opportunity to get the first top 25 win. First ranked opponent victory in the Shane Beamer era, right? But we sit at a crossroads, truly. We sit at a crossroads because I feel you guys' energy, and I hear you as well. I hear the frustration. I see the frustration on social media, and we sit right now. The problem is we sit through five games with not a whole lot to hang our hat on. Our best win is over a Georgia State team that just got their first victory this past weekend over the mighty Army football team, right? So this is a team that needs something to feel good about in regards to beating a quality opponent. And Kentucky is that next team on the schedule. I don't think it presents as porous of a matchup as the game at Arkansas did. Obviously, there's not a huge talent gap like you saw against Georgia. This is a team that you feel like you are on Kentucky's level, no doubt. You feel like they're on your level. You look at the recruiting, you've recruited just as well, if not better than Kentucky, most of, if not all of the time. What's so interesting about this series and why I think Kentucky fans <laughs> hate South Carolina fans so much is because it doesn't matter how many years in a row Kentucky beats South Carolina. It doesn't matter what the streak is. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Gamecock fans refuse to give Kentucky any sort of credit. Our fan base refuses to give the Wildcats any sliver of credit for what they've done against us. Like, oh, Kentucky still sucks. The majority of our fan base still puts Kentucky in the same bucket as Vanderbilt. Whether it's fair, it's unfair, whether it's ignorant, whatever, from the folks that I talk to, that still seems to be the overwhelming feeling amongst Gamecock fans. I mean, you look at the streak alone. Gamecocks have lost seven of the last eight. There's not a single game that I think many of you out there would sit there and say, well, you know what? Kentucky was just a better team than us that year. Uh, we, you know, that was one. If we would have won, it would have been an upset. No. And it's why I've said before, guys, that you can get away with a lot. Being the head football coach here, you don't have to win every game, right? You can get away with a lot. This fan get, This fan base can put up with a lot. But losing to Kentucky on a yearly basis is just not something that this fan base can stomach. We're, we're just not able to. It, it, it stings in a different kind of way to lose the Kentucky Wildcats. So again, we, we sit here going into the week of this game or the week of this game and going into this game. We just sit here at a really interesting place because the record's what we expected, but the feeling is not what I expected. The way that I feel today, the way that we feel right now it's just not what I expected. And, and, I, and I, I've kind of struggled with it a little bit, you know, thinking like, why do I feel so down and out about this football team? You know, why? Were my expectations too high? Were, why, you know? Is it, is it a problem with me and, and not a problem with USC? Why is that? Why is that? I I just, but I think a lot of it, again, comes back to the eye test. The way you look, you look at things statistically and where you rank. And I think that it explains a lot. I think it explains a lot. And the fact of the matter still remains that, yes, you're three and two. Yes, this football team is where we all picked it to be. But you look like hot garbage against Georgia State. you were down twenty one to three to Arkansas before you mounted some sort of a comeback, but a game guys, and I'm sorry, I don't feel like the game was ever really in doubt. You couldn't stop Arkansas's rushing attack that Arkansas secondary, by the way that you sh- that you threw for a bunch of yards on well, they're the worst pass defense in college football, so does that really matter at this point? Georgia, you shouldn't even showed up. I feel bad for the eighty thousand gamecocks that Pat Williams Bryce. I feel bad for the folks that 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 sat at home and watched that massacre, right? And then even in your cupcakes, Charlotte, you were down 20, or excuse me, you were down seven to three after the first quarter. You were only up 20 to 14 at halftime against the mighty Charlotte 49ers. And then South Carolina State, right? Yes, you won in blowout fashion, but even that one, it took you some time to get going and it just didn't feel like that dominant performance that it should have been now on the flip side, right on the flip side. Hey, you, you overcame slow starts against Georgia state and Charlotte and SC state to get a couple gritty wins, especially against Georgia state when you blocked a couple of punts, right? Arkansas, you showed life coming back in that game, Georgia. There's no positives. <laughs> there's absolutely no positive. According to Shane Beamer, the positive is the run game. I know there are no positives against Georgia. Um, Charlotte, you know, you, that, that, that great second half you had, you blow them out and you drop a 50-burger and you get back-to-back 50-burgers back when you score 50 on SC State. And, you know, you show the ability a little bit to have the downfield passing game and work down the field and all that great stuff. So you can look at it as I've talked before, guys. You can look at it from the pessimistic view. You can look at it from the optimistic view. The truth lies in the middle. What is the truth, though, right? And it feels like that sort of comes to a head this weekend. Against Kentucky, because if you're going to have any sort of of season that the majority of this fan base or a lot of this fan base was expecting, you got to win this game. You have to win this game. I talked about over the summer the importance of starting four and two, the importance of splitting Arkansas and Kentucky, right? And so now you've already lost Arkansas. Here's this game against the Wildcats, right? How much does Kentucky's lost to Ole Miss play in this football game? I have no idea. I don't know if a ton. Uh, if anything, I would have rather Kentucky won the game because now you've got a Wildcats team that's pissed off and returns home. And, you know, obviously they're going to be thinking we got to protect our home field. We can't lose back-to-back. We can't lose to the Gamecocks on our home field, right? Backs against the wall type feeling. And then you got a South Carolina team that, yes, two, two nice wins, two feel-good wins, two get-right games. How much do those wins really help your football team? I I, I don't know that we're going to know, right? We're not going to know until this weekend. But I can tell you this, there will be no excuse for this football team not being ready to go and not putting on one of their best showings and not their best showing of the season, no matter if it's it's in victory or defeat, putting on their best showing of the season because you will have had extra time to get ready. You should be well-rested. You should have a fantastic game plan in place. You should be able to get off to a much faster start than you have. There will be no excuse. So this season is officially at a crossroads, guys. It's officially at a crossroads. If we're going to make anything I think of this season, this weekend's game in Lexington, I don't think it's over-exaggerating to say, It's pivotal. I I I won't call this game the must win for the season because I've already labeled Mizzou as that game, right? Like if you're gonna get the, if you're gonna avoid a disaster season, right? Because even if you beat Kentucky, if you lose to Mizzou, I I don't know. I, I think your season might go down the tube from there. But this game right here, this game is pivotal, and maybe it might be more so pivotal for the psyche of everyone involved. With Gamecocks football, that's from coaches, players, support staff, administration, and of course this fan base. Because I, I I see things, guys, from a really unique scope. Right, I see it from the fan scope. I also see it from the business owner scope. I see it from the business side of things. And I tell you what, I, in in regards to engagement and folks wanting to listen to a podcast and, and tune in certain pieces of content, it's you know it, it's going to decrease. Listen. All of you tuned in that are diehards, that tune in no matter what, you're going to be here, right? You tune in through basketball season and baseball season and the summer and, and football win or lose, and I love you all for that, right? I love you all for that. We're in this thing together. But unfortunately, there are a lot of folks out there that are sort of on the fence when it comes to Gamecocks football, especially right now, and you lose this game to Kentucky The mindset will be same old, same old Gamecocks. Here we come, barely getting to a bowl game or or missing a bowl game, and it's just the same old, same old putrid Gamecocks football program we all know and love. This game's pivotal, man. This game's important. This game's big for Shane Beamer. I think it's the biggest game of the Beamer era to this point. Going to have a fun week breaking it down and dissecting it and talking about it, but uh, something's got to give, man. Something's got to give because we sit here, like I said, right now, three and two. We all have kind of mixed feelings, mixed emotions. Like, I, I feel like I feel worse than, than I should. And, and I guess that's what I'm struggling with, right? I feel like I feel worse than I should. I feel like I should feel more optimistic about the remainder of this season. But I think because of, again, things we've seen on the field and statistics and numbers, you know, there's reasons we have concerns. Hopefully, this time next week, we're having a completely different conversation. Guys, I'll go ahead and put a pin in it there. I appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. I uh, appreciate y'all always rocking a little with the punches. Again, I know today was a little bit of a different Monday show. We'll be back to your regular, excuse me, we'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming next Monday. As we break down the Game Gamecocks game against Kentucky, of course, podcast on a normal schedule this week. Uh, today, Wednesday, and Friday, the Daily Crow on a normal schedule. For the most part, Friday is the only day, guys. It's a little bit up in the air. Um, of course, for me, it is wedding weekend for my sister. We are actually playing golf on Friday morning. So, I don't know the Daily Crow. I can almost guarantee you the Daily Crow will not air noon to 2 um, the rehearsal dinner, I believe is at like five or five I'd like to air the daily crow say two to four, if possible, I would like to do that. But again, that is TBD. So I'll let you guys know if we've got to scrap it, we might not have a TDC on Friday. I don't want to do that. Even if we've got to have like a nighttime TDC, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Of course we got the rehearsal dinner and all that, whatever, but, uh, I'm going to be pumping out content no matter what guys, I, I may be at a wedding, but you know what? What's got to get done has got to get done, and that is understood by all parties involved. So really excited for the week. It's a big one. Thank you all so much for the continued love, the continued support. Oh, not just on the business side of things, not just the podcast, not just the Daily Crow, but also, guys, the merchandise. Check out our merch, tsus.store dot store. We uploaded some new beanies over the weekend, uh, new winter stuff, fall stuff. We also got our Black Magic line uh, that, by the way, we created this line back in August of 2019. I saw some comments about copying. Guys, we've had this Black Magic merchandise on the store for literally three years. I just brought it back to life because it's October and it's spooky season. Either way, those that mind don't matter and those that matter well, they don't mind. So anyways, the Black Magic Black Death line is on our store as well. And also we've got hoodies, long sleeves, beanies, everything you need for the fall and the winter to bundle up in all of your favorite designs, right? Beamer Ball, Beamer Rattler, QB1, Ass Kicking Chicken, Shane Storm, everything that you can think of so again guys it's over at tsus.store appreciate you all tuning in thank y'all so much have a great rest of your monday and we will talk to you all on wednesday
2: everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Oh, <laughs>